Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. It never dawned on me how much walking I used to do until I bought a house in the suburbs. Like when I'd say, I'm going for coffee, of course I was walking. But now it's like three miles, and no latte's worth that. I find myself inviting people on walks with me, like it's a scheduled activity. This morning, my neighbor asked me what I'm doing, and I actually said, I'm going for a walk with Nancy. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home at auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. What's going on, everybody? This is a massive one. Come on. You know, that's why you're clicking on it. Everyone wants to hear everybody talking about this episode. It's massive. What's going on? It's episode three of the Kenobi series. If you're brand new to the channel, hey, there I am again with the same outfit on. Subscribe. Uh, do me a favor. Let's get there. We didn't get to the 50,000, so no pie in the face. But if we get to 50,000, we'll come up with something new. Subscribe to it. Will you like, share, do all the rest of it? All right. Look. Um, this is the best episode of Kenobi thus far. There's no doubt about it. This is the reason we signed up for this show. This is the reason we hoped the things that we would get, and we did. There's a lot in here that was absolutely spectacular. Some stuff in here didn't love. But, again, if the first one I gave a 95% out of 100, this one I gave a 97. Um, with the second one coming in at, uh, second one coming in around 75. So it's a vast improvement from the, from the third, some second one. All right. So because I'm back at home and because celebration is done and because I'm not at a hotel room, I'm going to go back to kind of what I did for, for Kenobi, for Kenobi, for Boba Fett and for um, Mandalorian and all those other things. Moon Knight. Let's start with this. You know, look, here he is, Kenobi, and he's, and he's meditating and he's trying so hard the recap, by the way, the recap that they had in the beginning of episode one, they did not show that at the screening at Celebration. So re-watching it, it's even more clear that eventually Qui-Gon's going to appear. It'll probably just be at the end of the series. But he's trying. He's contacting him. He's, he's like, come on, man. Help me out here. We got some, we got issues. We got big issues. I just found out something. Anakin's still alive. Help me. And he's, and he's trying. He's meditating. And he's, and he's in peace on this ship, trying as, as hard as he can. And then there's just this back and forth with the piece of Kenobi and this the metallic, you know, machinery putting Anakin together. And this, I mean, the last shot of episode two was so good where it was just daunting and eerie and creepy and, and to carry on with that. And he's, he's feeling it, man. And this is that shot that we saw in the trailer when his arms and his legs and everything were putting back on. And, and then he just go one more over and they're putting the thing around his neck it was it was a lot more um i don't know what the what not not vile but just like it the the disturbing and the way that this he he was put together in this as opposed to episode three which still was cool but this is this is something a little bit more you see the pain and the agony and just the what he's become you know and and obviously the 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 this is my favorite shot, and probably what I'm going to put on the thumbnail. Um, this is my favorite shot because you get to see, you actually get to see Hayden Christensen as Dark Side Vader and the helmet going on. And just like he is, he said it, you know, inside of the interviews when they gave him, what, what is this? This is a new Vader. This is a Vader that we haven't seen yet. We've heard about we haven't seen just pure viciousness the pure terror and you understand and we'll get more into it as we get farther into the episode of why you and mcgregor was saying that he was legit scared 
and had fear come out of him when he was in these scenes going up against Vader. You felt it. It felt like a horror movie at some points in the way that they shot it. And that's the way Vader always felt in episode four. But as we get to, I mean, this shot is just fantastic. It's one of my favorite shots in anything Star Wars related thus far. And he's, you know it. From the second we see him, we're like, okay, so we're going to get this version of Vader and he's ready. And I have to give Hayden Christensen all the credit in the world. I believe that this is him in the suit coming out. When he gets off that platform in Mustafar and he starts walking, that felt like Empire Vader. Like the way his, his movement, the way that his, it, it, just the way that they shot him coming out. I was, I mean, my eyes were locked on Vader on every single thing because it was just like, okay, does he, does he feel like that Vader that we ultimately see turn into, you know, in, in four and five? And the, the answer is resounding yes, at least on my end. I don't know how you guys felt, but for me, it was just absolutely incredible. We get to see the castle. These are things that we were hoping to see more of in the films. We get to see it. He's in the castle. And Reva pops up to him, and basically she's trying to... Th this was, to me, hilarious, where she's trying to blame Obi-Wan for the Grand Inquisitor, and she's just, you know, for her... For she, she just gutted the dude, and she goes, well, Obi-Wan's going to pay. And she's like, ah, he don't care about the Grand Inquisitor. Sh shut up. It's about, it's about Obi-Wan. And she's like, okay, cool. I'm off the hook. I don't need to worry about it. But the thing that needs to be talked about here that everybody was waiting, and even when they asked Christensen about, is James Earl Jones coming back? He said, no comment. Well, James Earl Jones is back. There's no doubt about it. But they did something to his voice. And I thought that they were going to, and maybe they did do this. I don't know. We'll, I'm sure we'll find out more as, as the interviews for this episode start to come out. Some people are saying that they did something similar to what they did with um, Mark Hamill for Luke, and I, I didn't like that. Because I think it sounded too robotic. And I guess if they did it here, it served the purpose because he sounds, again, at least to me, he sounded about as episode four, episode five Vader as you can get. There was no traces. My, my big concern has been that, you know, James Earl Jones is a, is a legend. Love him. And, and, and again, I agree with everybody who said, if he wants to do it, he should do it. I agree with you. All I'm telling you is that in Rogue One and even Rebels, you can tell that it was an a, 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 a more seasoned James Earl Jones, a more an older James Earl Jones, if I can, um, than previously. Did not pick that up here. Whatever they did with the lines or the voice, everything, it sounded. If they can do this with James Earl Jones, I'm going to shut my mouth. I'm never going to say anything again because this was a terrifying Vader. This was the Vader that I thought we were going to get, hoped we were going to get, and boy, do we get him. And he's just on a tear to get Kenobi. And I loved this scene. I thought this scene was so well executed, and I thought Reva played it really well here. Um, and I will say, uh, again, just briefly mentioning this too, um, and a lot of other people have said the same thing, uh, it, it, just for everybody out there, it is okay, for any, no matter who it is, whatever character, whatever actor it is, for you to have... Um, thoughts and if you do it in a respectful manner concerns about performances whether you liked or didn't didn't like a character that that's okay what is not okay is hate what is not okay is is 
messaging people who are acting and working and doing these things and and, and for what to make them feel bad about a job that they have because you didn't like their particular choice and being racist is is what you were doing so there is a there's a there's a, a big difference for for those two things and i just and 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 kudos to Ewan McGregor for his video for Disney for for addressing it in the manner that they did but i don't want to get into the whole uh thing right now i'm just saying that i think again just Criticisms are criticisms, and you're and and you should um, respectfully criticize anything that you like or dislike. But just do it in a way. I mean, people are people, man. Don't it's 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 especially the days that we live in. Anyway, I don't want to get preachy. I apologize. But um, getting into the uh, this scene, which I thought Reva played very well, uh, and I liked what she's doing in this episode overall because we we start to get a little bit more of what her goal is she wants to be vader's she wants to be the new inquisitor and he says as much he's like i know what you're doing you want you want to be the number one you, you find kenobi for me and you can be the number one i still think there's something else there she has a more of an agenda but at least that's what we're led to believe is that she wants to be the the vader's number one the shots of vader man like these shots overall of vader are just beautiful i mean his 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 outfit the costume everything that they everything they got with him these shots that Deborah Chow shoots him with menacing absolutely menacing and then you get to that shot of him on the deck with Leia now and Leia comes in and they're having and, and Leia I thought I'd never had an issue with with young Leia I thought she was I did I didn't love the chase scene that she was in but that wasn't really necessarily her some people were complaining about the fact that they thought she was a little running away and doing all that stuff that she was a little too much. She's a nine or ten year old kid. You have a kid. They, they, I, I like the way they played her. I thought it was great. But they have a very different relationship now. And she starts. She's accepting him. He's telling her about the light and the dark side and all these things. And I thought it was a nice little moment between the two of them. And she's just like she just wished she wouldn't have ran away. And he's like, "Don't worry, we're gonna get you home." He fixes the droid, which I this was a sweet moment. And they arrive on the mining planet. Um, and so so far, like I said enjoying all of this that everything that they're setting up so far because we're getting in these what 10 minutes we've already established that obi-wan is devastated obi-wan can't believe that anakin is indeed alive um we find out a little bit more about reva's motivation of what she wants at least that's what we think that's what vader thinks and we find out that they're they're now set on this mining planet to go meet their contact that they were told they were going to meet um so as they get there, it's as you go back and you watch the episode for a second time, which I've already done. I'm sure you've done. The droid that they wind up becoming pals with is already there. They could have, they could have avoided all the conflict with the stormtroopers that are about to come up had they just talked to this big hulking Lou Ferrigno like droid. But Obi Wan likes to sneak around. He gets he wants to get past the uh, the stormtroopers. He does. There's more a little bit more conversation with uh, how the planet itself used to be kind of you know flourishing in the empire you start to establish more there's a lot more of the world building inside of the connecting from revenge of the sith leading into this and what we've seen so far and more of the there's we still have we're not transitioning into the obi-wan that we know yet in episode four right he's still this hardened um 
he, he's, he's bummed still from what we saw in episode, in episode one of the series. We saw him defeated. He's still defeated, but it looks like he's, it's like he's climbing out of it a little bit, even though he got knocked out of peg, because obviously with, with the return of the idea that, that Vader's alive, and that's weighing very heavily on him. But I think Leia's bringing something out of him. Now, there are going to be, I think, fair criticisms to a lot of this, where it's like Obi-Wan and, and Leia now are spending a lot of time together. And to also, I didn't realize when we talked about it in, in the last episode, I had said, you know, well, he never calls himself Obi-Wan, so maybe she doesn't think it's him later on in episode four, but someone pointed out, and they were absolutely right. Luke Skywalker, when he rescues I'm here with Ben Kenobi. She goes, Ben Kenobi, where? So you can play that as if, well, yeah, she's, she's excited to see Ben Kenobi because that's, this is the Ben Kenobi that, that rescued her all those and spent all that time with her year, years ago. But maybe she just would have addressed Obi-Wan Kenobi a little bit differently than just you served my father in the Clone Wars. But I, I think you got to get over this stuff. I mean, my, and I'm talking to myself as well when I say that. You got to get over these little things, and there are going to be these things that are gonna, you're going to have to say, well, that doesn't necessarily tie into it. We're going to have to get over it. I, I know some of you it's going to piss you off and you're going to go well it doesn't if 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 now Obi-Wan got his ass kicked by Vader and he wasn't but the learner he was he was the master clearly when he came in here and and when he says to him in episode four your power is a weak old man he already said that the years have made him weaker so are they right we got to get over it I know listen I'm not telling you you have to enjoy it but you got to get over it in, if you if you want to, because there's just that's there's going to be these little things that happen as you make more and more content inside of the television universe. It's just it just is what it is. Um, all right, let's get back into it. So as we have th- this was an interesting part here because I didn't when I first saw it and I zoomed in for you guys too. As he's walking, he's talking about more so about the I like these moments between the two of them where they're 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 trying to figure it out, they're trying to meet their contact. And the contact isn't there. And they think this was the, one of the things that I was like, okay, Obi-Wan. And I know he's lost his patience and things too. But like it, it's he just he doesn't want to he doesn't he usually was the, would be the one stick around. Wait, they'll be here. He doesn't trust anybody anymore. He's like, no, people are terrible. Let's 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 get the hell out of here. And Leia's like, well, they might they might show up. So this shot here. When I initially saw it, I was like, okay, well, who the hell is that? Is he, are we, are we led to believe that that's going to be Qui-Gon? Probably not. It, it's, and then they turned it around, and I'm going to show you zoomed in, but initially they, they turned it around and they showed, and I was like, oh, that's Anakin. But I was like, oh, it's Anakin all scarred up and, 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 and a mess, but it's not. Like, look at that shot. I thought it was him, like, oh, that's, I mean, that's clearly Anakin, but that's, he's seen these visions of, of Anakin and, what I took out of that is back to the Padme conversation at the end of episode three of they're still good in him. And that's why like people, I, I, I never once questioned the fact that he didn't, he thought he always thought that Anakin was, was dead. He thought he burnt up. He thought he was toast. He didn't think he was, he was very didn't hear about him. He didn't know. He didn't know he's been hiding out. He doesn't know what the hell's going on. So that, that didn't shock me. So it pissed some people off and it didn't, it, it made sense to me um, that he, thought for a while that he was dead he was gone and he now has this conflict because he at some point you would think maybe not but you would think that after like he's got to have another confrontation with vader where he's probably going to get the best of him this time 
um, concluding the, the master part of it. That's part one. The other part of it is he's got to believe and how after this confrontation today at last episode, I don't know, but he's got to believe at some point that there is still good in him because that's the conversation that Vader has with Luke in, in episode six where he says, Obi-Wan once thought as you did. And I assume we're going to see that. It would make sense that we're going to see that, but that's what I think the symbolism of this particular shot is. It's, it's seeing still the good in him. And this is before he's got a, go up against this horror creature he goes up to, uh, against a little later and then um there's a shot of reva now and that this this dynamic of what's going on this i think this is the best work that that moses ingram has done thus far with the stuff where she's showing up she's getting in there and there's this dynamic between her and the other inquisitors and there's this battle of power now they know they don't know what the hell happened to the Grand Inquisitor. They don't really care. They just they're fighting for power. She's like, I talked to Vader already. And he's like, Oh, you did? Like, yeah, I did. I got I got I got his uh cell phone number. What do you got? Dummy? His email? His hotmail address? Not me. I got direct contact with him. So all right, fine. We'll go to the mining company. We'll we'll go we'll go check it out. You didn't I guess if he says go, we'll go. And they go. And there's no one at this contact. Obi-Wan's like, people suck. And this is kind of the part where it's funny. I don't mind the overall story portion. I don't like a particular part of an execution here. And you probably, if you watch me long enough, you know what I'm going to say. They, they're waiting for this train to come. Here it comes. Here comes Ratface Magoo. Freck or whatever his name is. And he's got, I think it's Zach Braff, and I get why you put Zach Braff, you know, he wants to, he likes, he loves Star Wars, and he wants to be a part of it, and you should have him involved, but, and I think that this is Zach Braff's voice, I can't stand when aliens have human voices, it drives me crazy, it takes me out of it, and it makes it, it's so, uh, the stuff that I didn't like about some of the prequel stuff, um, I know there's so many Dexter, Dexter fans, I know, I know, I, but, Hey, Obi-Wan! And then you get Lady Proxima. Oh, hey, Solo! It just takes me out. Uh, it, the, the Trade Federation, it's so much more effective. Like, there was uh, the Phantom Edit, I think, was one of them. When they put the, the voices, like, Jabba. If Jabba's, like, Jabba's going, You're like, oh, wow. And if, he, if Jabba would have been like, All right, Obi-Wan! Or, or, come on, Solo, put him in the Rancor pit. You're like it. It just takes it away, and this took it away from me. Um, it not as not as bad as those particular examples, but it was like I don't know. I didn't. I it it, it definitely the character, this empire sympathizing mole, whatever he is, and f f fitting enough, gets him in there and says, "Can come on in? I'll, I'll give you a ride. Come on. Well, who you got? Yes, yeah, this is my daughter." And blah blah blah. And of course, he tells Leia not to say anything. You know, she was going to. This thing is creepy looking, right? Oh, if he would just would have would have been interesting if he had that the subtitles and then you know whether Leia or or one whoever was they both could understand him. Who cares? And I did love this moment where he knows right away this guy's a uh, Empire sympathizer gets on, and now the stuff I did like where there's a lot of sweet moments here, and we learn stuff about Obi Wan inside of these conversations. You know stuff, and I know this happens after the stormtroopers get in, but she asks about her mom. Did you really know my mom and all that? 
and he and there were some sweet moments. He's like, yeah, it was just a story. He didn't want to get too much into it. He doesn't want to tell her too much. And I think that was a smart move by them because then you really start to get into some tricky conversations um, for canon and all that. But he, Obi-Wan had a brother. Doesn't remember him. Doesn't know who he was. Can't, can't figure it out. And it's this kind of heartbreaking thing of what happened to all the Jedi. It's that they take him at a very young age and they, they take him away and... And it, you didn't really, you never really got that side of Obi Wan. I thought that was a really nice moment to get that from Obi Wan. It was, it was I, I really enjoyed that a lot. And as these stormtroopers get in, to there's these moments of them, you know, it's you, you could also take this scene where he's he's talking and the guy goes, hey, "You said Leia," like, "Oh, I'm in Lana, whatever, or Luna, whatever." That's, and, and he played it off really well. Obi-Wan's always been a good liar, certain point of view. Um, but I thought that scene was great because what it, it ultimately leads to what happens as we get closer. This is another one. This is a great... I mean, some of the shots really enjoyed, but these were kind of, this was the scene I was talking about before with Obi-Wan talking about Padme to leia i thought it was again a sweet moment so it ultimately leads to this because you think that they're out of the woods and and they're not and this mole rat says hey guys i got hands on my nose so i can scratch your nose but before i do that i'm gonna let you know that these guys are uh, a little suspicious let's go check them out probe droid comes in loved this scene and right you, you knew it's going down plus the fact that you've seen the trailer you knew this is probably the part where he does this he blasts, he blasts away. And Obi-Wan, for someone who doesn't like the blaster, he's pretty good with it. And this, how about this? When, he, when, when the stormtrooper falls into the um, lasers and cuts himself in half. And that's why, for people who were worried that it was going to be too kiddish, there's some pretty brutal stuff in this episode in particular. Um, the, now, yay, he gets hit in the head. And there's no more bad alien voice. He's done. Uh, Obi-Wan clunks him on the head. And he's really good with the blaster because young Leia's taken. He, he takes he takes the stormtrooper out. Now the thing that this was another moment, as I said, the, there there are two particular things that I didn't necessarily like in the episode. And one was was the Zach Braff, if that was indeed Zach Braff, um, talking normal. And then this scene. Not that I didn't like the scene itself, but a girl comes in from Rome, Game of Thrones, and the second she walks out, I'm like, oh, they're gonna. The second she walks out. You're like, oh, she's the contact. She's uh, they're gonna they're gonna general hux this moment here, and she does exactly that. <laughs> I just thought it was very predictable, but the second she walked out, like, oh, she's gonna help. You, you, there was there was in no in no world that I think she was an imperial. I don't know if you guys did, but it seemed pretty predictable. Very minor gripe, very minor gripe, but that was really where my my gripe ends because once. She gets because it, it did add to her story about what what she's doing and how she's working on the inside. And basically, hey, when you just why didn't you just wait? And then we get back to the Inquisitors who are just trying to figure out that hey, he's there. You were right, he is there. Now we got to go cause some stuff. Um, let's tell Vader. Like, yep, already told Vader. And now there's I love this battle between the two of them because it's like who's going to win out? I mean, ultimately we know who's going to win out. In this series, it it could end with Reva getting favor, but I don't. First of all, I don't think she's going to survive. Second of all, I think she's going to wind up. It, it seemed pretty clear by the end of this that we're our our the the cliche trope of her turning good. I think is another thing we need to just accept. 
it seems to be you talk about telegraphed um especially what happens at the end that we'll get into but pretty telegraphed that's exactly what's going to happen um and i'm on you go for the ride at this point um but i do like the dynamic that these two have because they're they're beefing and they're beefing hard and we get back to obi-wan have the conversation about why don't you stick around he's like oh you know impatience man the relationship that Leia has with the droids, I think, is so consistent, obviously, with her character that we see later on, with the older Leia, the way that she's always been with droids throughout the entire saga. But it also played into, you start thinking about it more, that this is Anakin's daughter and the, and the, 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 the gift that he had with droids. So I thought that was, um, I, I really like the way that she, they, they're playing her. And I think she's, I think this little girl, is so good and she's so adorable and i think she's great as leia i really do she's she's one of my she's one of my favorite parts in this show so far and as we have the um the and this this droid who also this this luferino droid i call him he's pretty you can tell he's pretty chill but he's ready to clonk people over the head with like pipes and stuff later on down the line this is and this is what oh, oh wait a minute i gotta talk about this 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 was this was a this was one where I went oh this is for cannon junkies this is for people who Clone Wars and and other things as they're going through this this um I guess like a, I don't know what the hell it is the people scribbling on the wall but while they're doing the Jedi that come through and and that they give them refugee and and he looks up and he goes Quinlan's been here and I'm like Quinlan Voss so like, yeah, he comes in and helps people out. All right, so we get confirmation that Quinlan Voss is alive. For people who don't, who are not Clone Wars or Rebels fans, Quinlan Voss and Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, well, he mentions Quinlan Voss in uh, Episode Three. Danikin at one point he said that he's out kind of doing some stuff, and so and then Voss is part of one of my favorite novels, Dark Disciple, where he had a battle with the dark side himself, but he came out the other side of it, and um, he's been going through some stuff. My question is, and I and I'm not. I'm not gonna, you know, from hearing his voice, hearing his name that he survived, I, I don't think that this means for people who heard Quinlan Voss and heard and people who are big Quinlan Voss fans, I don't necessarily think that this means he's going to appear in this series. I hope he does, but I don't think it's 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 something that's definitely going to happen. Remember, we only have three episodes left of this series, so to to fit him into it. I don't know. What it does mean, though, is if they start this, as they said very clearly at Star Wars Celebration and other things, that they're starting to um, make this um, shared universe within, whether it's the Mando era, and maybe they do some more stuff here. And again, they had also mentioned that there's a potential of Obi-Wan Season 2. So I think that there's something that you could do with Quinlan Voss down, down the road. And now that they're you see the ratings that this show is getting. And after, after this episode, if one and two did the numbers that they did, I can't even imagine what this episode did. I can't even imagine. Um, but anyway, so Quinlan Voss indeed mentioned inside of this, which I, I, uh, I, I thought was, I loved it. I, I, I definitely geeked out on that one when he said, Quinlan's been here. And this is what I was talking about. My man with the, the, the Ferrigno droid is ready to crack skulls. He's got he's got a big pipe in his hand and this dummy's trying to mess with him and I love that yeah he can't understand you he's just a docking droid or whatever the hell. And then we start to hear 
this is this is where it get as as they're trying to find this pilot and they're trying to get lay off the planet um obi-wan senses something and this the dynamic here as this is the only time thus far and i and again why i think that this is uh why we need to let this whole series play out before we start getting to before we start judging someone on two episodes overall look at reva in this particular shot long gone is the i'm not doing what i'm told i'm i'm gonna be i'm I'm gonna always kind of come off the line and and give my thoughts when i when i when i need when i need it to happen no matter who it is not with vader she knows because she's trying to get in favor of vader she's smart she says nope I'm going to chill, and the two of them both get in the line and wait, and there he is. And this scene, holy crap. Like, they were, when, they, when he came in, when he comes in, you're like, okay, well, what kind of viciousness are they going to show Vader? Are they just going to, like, have him, you know, knock over some plants and go to find Obi-Wan and fight him in the desert? He's killing people left and right, snapping necks. And they said, this is a vicious Vader. This is, this, my, I was taking screenshots of this thing this morning. My four-year-old, there was no sound on it. There was no sound. My four-year-old saw Vader walking through. She buried her head into my shoulder, and she said, scary. Uh, yeah, he is, kid. We're laying all sunshine and rainbows. Nice parenting. Um, so chokes out this dude with the condom hat, breaks a neck. What a shot that is. Look at that shot. Oh, look at that shot. Vader is just, it, it, this reminded me of Tyson coming into the ring back when he was, you know, in his prime. And he's just, look at that, bodies everywhere, on the floor, screaming, yelling. He just wants Kenobi. And he, Kenobi's like, get the hell out of here. And for a lot of different reasons, obviously. Big reason is keep her safe, but another reason is he might sense that it's, it's your pops. And he doesn't want to tell her that, obviously. Get the hell out of there. And Vader, back to Vader. And the way that they, and I thought they just gave a nice, perfect blend of Vader and how it worked out and how, on everything he was kind of going into. So as he's, and then this, stay, he, said, he said, don't do anything. Now this, now this is where we go back to, now she knows Vader's on his, on his hunt. Well, I'm not going to let this moron tell me what I'm doing. I'm going to, I'm going to, to get in favor because it's between me and you, pal. It's on. And here's this shot that we have seen in the posters. Again, a great moment because as Obi-Wan is walking through, and this is not the Obi-Wan. He said it many times. It's not the Obi-Wan that we know from the prequels. This Obi-Wan is not battle-tested. I mean, excuse me, I should say battle-tested, but he's not, he's not battle-ready. He's not battle-ready. And he knows it as he walks up, and, and Vader's, Vader is ready to go. Vader's been killing fools for the last 10 years. He's ready. He's, gonna, he's, he's like, you want to do this? Let's get it. I, I, it ain't going to be like last time. No high ground this time, hump face. And Obi-Wan just goes, yeah, okay, I'm going to run away now. And he, and he takes off. Smart move. And it had a very um, Empire Strikes Back feel to it, where the kind of the back and forth of, all right, Leia's trying to get away. Here's Obi-Wan just being hunted down in the same way that Vader was hunting down Luke. And when he sees him and he says to him, he goes, what have you become? And he says to him, I am what you made me great moment again fantastic 
dialogue from um, or or the the sound from James Earl Jones and the way that they made it sound. It's like I was never taken out of it. I, I mean, there were a couple of times like when I watch Rogue One, which I love, and I watch um, Rebels, I am taken out of it a little bit because I can notice the the difference in the in the age. I could not tell at all in this. They were clearly aware of it, and they they did it very well because Vader is just on a hunt. And speaking of that, and this is where I think we get more into. Reva and what she's going into and back to Vader Vader's just overpowering Obi-Wan Obi-Wan can't do anything he's trying he's got this lightsaber and he's just getting smacked around and it, this is a sweet shot in the two of them and oh I'll tell you what I what I was missing I was missing I, I which I don't understand why and I'd love to get an answer to it I mean we might never get an answer to it John Williams did the theme to Obi-Wan um, and they clearly have the rights to all of the music. In Rebels, Kevin Kiner used a lot of the themes and especially used the Imperial theme when Vader showed up. I thought it would have been a lot more devastating if went... It was like, oh, man, that would have been... I was missing that theme. I was missing that theme. It's the same thing they kind of, I think, missed a little bit when they, had, when they didn't have Luke do it. I think we missed out when Vader didn't do it. So that being said, um, this shot itself is extraordinary. It's, uh, it's, 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 got that, it's got that feel for sure. Uh, and then we go back, and now, even though she made the promise to Obi-Wan, she's not, uh, she's not, she, she said, like, all right, I'm gonna go, I'll go save him. I'm going to go help him out. You got it. You get to the pilot, let's do it. I'll help. And Vader's one-handed at this point. He's just, there's, there's nothing that Obi-Wan can do. And I think that there's got to be, you know, there's going to be two battles, obviously. There has to be. There has to be a second battle. Um, but this is the shot where I was then, I was always convinced that she's going to turn, but even more so now. Something happens where, like that shot, look at her eyes. She sees something in there. She sees something that she's reading. This is clearly one of the Padawans that we saw in the beginning of uh, in the beginning of the the, the episode. Or excuse me, the first episode. So, and then she gets mad, but there's something there's something going on here, and this is this is ultimately going to be whatever the reveal is going to be. This is this is her story, and and I think that again. As they play into it, we, we, we understand that this is going to be, this is a redemption story at this point. Again, you cannot like it. I certainly am tired of the trope, but what are you going to do? So you accept it. It's clearly in her eyes right there. That does not look like an evil person right there. That looks like somebody for a moment drops that shield and something else is in there, which is why I give, um, I think this is why this is, this is Moses Ingram's best uh, episode thus far. You read a lot in her eyes right there of what's happening um, when she sees that there's 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 deep meaning inside of what she's seeing and then she gets pissed off about it but we jump back to Kenobi trying he's just trying and at this point Vader's just fed up with it picks him up in the air and this was this was horrifying this was just like fire starter stuff throws the dude in. now how he doesn't burn his face I have no idea but he throws him with fire resistant whatever but look at that shot just dumps him into the fire and he like there is there is not a morsel of goodness in Vader at this point he's just like yeah you're you're just your excruciating pain is like starting right now, and it's probably going to happen for a while. Uh, I'm gonna I'm 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 going to murder you. 
slowly and watch you die. So enjoy it. And then, look, I mean, he's, he's enjoying this. What, what a scene. It's, it's, that's like Michael Myers type stuff right there. Um, and I, and I, loved, I loved what they did there. And then here she goes. She's up there. And what's her, what is the character's name? Is it, um, I, I don't want, I wonder if it's, I wonder if it's, uh, what's her face from, from uh, Fallen Order, her mom. I wonder. Item versus mom. I don't know. Maybe not. But either way, she's out there and she's sniping fools. And this was, again, reminded me very much of the original trilogy on how this was shot, where there was these moments sometimes where Vader would be in a, whether it was Empire or with in, in, in episode four when the door shut on him, he's just, he's right there. He can't walk through it. You know, it's, it's more of that realistic, not realistic, but, you know, I guess so. In the prequels, they could leap and jump and fly, and and, and even and even in episode two of of this one, where where Ingram's jumping over buildings and doing all that, Vader's like, I, it's fire, I'm not walking through fire. I, it's all right. You might you might get away. She saves him. She's like, let's get the hell out of here. And then there's the big reveal at the end where where Moses Ingram um, or Riva rather um, kidnaps Leia takes her away now i think that that's going to ultimately lead to more discovery of whatever the hell happens where she's not getting back to alderaan anytime soon and and so i think that reva's going to use this as a piece of discovery and other things that she finds out it's going to be more now of and and it's probably going to be leia that also helps the turn with reva with conversations that she has with her if i was to guess she probably has flashbacks and, and memories of, of her as a kid and all these other things and and who knows so this is i mean there's only t- what four five and six there's only three episodes left so if you're gonna redeem her you got to start to make that turn now and and i and and i think this was the first glimpse of, uh glimpse of it love this episode absolutely love that i've already watched it twice and i'll watch it again um this is some of the best star wars stuff we've gotten in a bit you know and and it is and it's it's always going to be that conversation well when people say that some of the best star wars stuff we ever got in the land in, in boba fett the best stuff we ever got was luke um in this stuff we get vader but this is a this is a different thing because of the fact that this is a obi-wan series and we were waiting for vader and we we're waiting for the first kind of performance of him and hayden and how and how it all plays out and what he was going to sound like and all of that delivered that, that was one of the main things everyone was looking for. How is Vader going to deliver? Is Vader going to um, live up to the Vader expectations as he always does? And I'm waiting to see the comments, but I'm going to guess that most of you in here um, were pretty ecstatic about seeing Hayden as uh, Vader and the, and the walk and the voice and all of that. I think a lot of us might, maybe I'm wrong. I feel like a lot of us were missing the Imperial theme. Um, maybe I'm wrong. So much. Look, we're doing a Sith Council spoiler discussion too, but as we do every Wednesday, I'm going to get mine out there. I'm going to try to get, get them out a little earlier than I did today. Just had a couple things come up in the morning. So um, putting this up as soon as possible. And I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on it. If you haven't already, please subscribe. Hit that subscribe button, the like and share, all that stuff. Um, we had some Sith Council shirts. Those are up there. Definitely have those up there if you didn't know that already. And... By the way, some other shirts. Look at that. Look at all these shirts that we have there. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do that. I want to thank you guys so very much for joining me on this episode three spoiler discussion of Obi-Wan Kenobi. We'll see you on the flip side, homie. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. 
Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 